Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, good morning, everyone, at least morning for those of you who are in the same area I'm in, and good day, good evening for everyone else. It is Wednesday, and I'm having a really great healing uh, or, or session today, whatever you want to call it, and I'll get to that in a minute, but there are two things I want to briefly discuss because a couple things came up this week for me. And I realized I really haven't shared it with you all. And it just goes to show that my focus, honestly, is on what I'm talking about, what, I'm, what kind of healing I'm going to do. And I totally forget about certain things. And I realize that in, um, I do the same thing in my meetup group that I have every month. And I've had, this is my fourth year on the radio. I've had them in my sixth year in the meetup group. And I've never said what I'm about to say. (laughs) I've never said to anyone. And it just occurred to me that I never said it. I sort of talk around it, but I don't really come out and say it. And what I wanted to say to all of you is that if you did nothing else, but just tune in to the radio every week, or if you can't do it live, listen to the show once a week, once every two weeks. Within a few months, even if I'm not doing specific healings for you, within a few months, you're going to see some really good shifts in your life. And within a year, it's going to have made a huge difference. What The reason is because when I do something, like I worked on in the meetup, for example, this past time on fear and I've worked on fear here on the show and it doesn't matter if I'm working on fear for one individual I always expand it and explain to you how you can also be working on your own issues of fear at simultaneously when I work on fear okay just just sort of imagine we have this big huge envelope around us that contains all our emotional responses, all of our thoughts, all of our actions, all of everything that we have done in all of our lives. And you don't have to really imagine it, but it is there. And we carry everything, every experience that we've ever been through and all of our reactions to it, all of our beliefs about it. And we carry this envelope of energy, uh, energetics uh, around us in body or out, no matter where we are. So every time you do a healing on yourself, those that envelope gets lightened. So the because we've been in so many lives, most of the stuff is really unconscious. We don't remember. We don't remember it, but it doesn't mean it isn't there. And because much of it is negative, and I've explained that to you all, that this the nature of the human condition is we focus a lot more on the negative in our lives than the positive. And no matter how much we decide and we're enlightened and we're only going to think positive, 
the negative is still there from all the times and all the lives that we thought the negative. It doesn't go away even though we start thinking positive. And this is really an important issue. So what we have is a an energy field around us that for the most part is definitely more heavily weighted to the negative. And we can think positive thoughts as much as we want, but we're still not going to get rid of just by thinking the positive thoughts. It has no effect on the negativity. We have to neutralize it. So those those of you who've been listening on a regular basis, you know about neutralizing. You know that it renders all that negative energy, whether it's an emotional energy, uh, habitual energy, or a thought energy, it neutralizes all of that, and it begins to change the balance that you're carrying in that energetic field. And every time we, I do a show, and to get back to the fear, if I work on fear, we are, not we, you're, the listeners are provided the opportunity to have some of that fear be rendered harmless. Now, we usually can't get rid of everything all in one go, especially something like fear that is prevalent in all of our lives. I mean, you think back to caveman days, because we've all been there, or in any other places where there's been so much difficulty, so much cruelty, so many problems in our lives. There's been tons of fear. It's a very powerful, very prevalent emotion. So in one go, we're not going to get rid of fear, but each time we get rid of some because you're listening to the show, that's gone and that's permanent. Okay, guys? So you listen on a regular basis. You come in. Now, the show is once a week. My meetup is once a month, So and I have many shows archived. Maybe you can't listen once a week. I would encourage you to listen once a week, whether it's the same show once a week or multiple different shows or some shows over and over. And then because each time you go in, you're taking some of that negative energy and rendering it harmless, getting rid of it. And each time, therefore, you are shifting the balance, your energetic balance in the totality of all that you're carrying at the soul mind level. It is really positive. And so I invite you listeners to be active and at least, if you're, you know, our lives are so busy that sometimes, oh, and neutralizing may be so new to you that you don't feel comfortable doing it on your own, but you have this tool here that you can utilize every week, every couple of weeks, twice a week, six times a month, whatever you, whatever works for you. But I want you to understand that if you make a commitment to really get some of this energetic stuff cleared out, even though I'm not doing a private healing for you uh, in a private session or I'm not orienting the healing for you on my radio show, each time you do it, it's going to change. And the more you do it, the more accelerated the change, change changes manifest. But even if you just do it once a week, or once a month, you're going to get shifts. And the other good news is these shifts help you with all of your life. So, you, you know, I may have a session and we're working on fear. And you think, oh, it's not too relevant to me because my big issue is I can't seem to get a job. Well, the fact of the matter is fear is very much a part of getting a job, too. Because underneath, even if you're not aware of it, you have some sort of Fear that you're not going to be good enough, or you're not capable enough, or you don't deserve to to have the benefit of the job, or maybe you have fear of failure, or fear fear of success, 
or maybe you're just afraid of people and you you know you're applying for a job where there's a lot of people and you'd be sitting you know crammed in with people and you feel very reticent about sitting in a group it doesn't matter whether you're trying to get a job or you're trying to have a child or or you're whatever you're doing in life that might be your issue fear is going to play into it in some way even if you can't see a direct relationship because sometimes we can't see the direct relationship but the indirect relationship is going to be there so i encourage you no matter what your issue is to go in and no matter what i'm working on i'm here for you all i want everyone to get this change i want this to be global just the other day um yesterday um Someone came who does follow the show and who does come to the meetup from time to time. And she's really come to understand how powerful it, it is because she sees that it's working on the causes, the underpinning, the foundation of why we have problems in our lives. Uh, so, for example, let's say you have a really bad anger problem and, you know, you've gotten yourself in trouble because you overreact and yet anger that rage justifies actions and then after the anger has passed by you realize hey you've really hurt somebody either physically or emotionally psychologically with your words whatever it is and you start to to realize that anger isn't a good thing and so you decide to take anger management classes or you're told by the courts you need anger management classes well those classes are really helpful they're really important to help you uh, deal with anger in ways that are more uh, where you can make healthier choices and not take that anger and lash out at someone. Now, I don't know exactly what they teach in the classes because I've not been in one, but I've heard really good things about them. But here's the deal. The anger is still there. What you're learning is a coping style, a way to manifest, manage the anger. And the fact of the matter is that's important. You want to manage that anger. This, these classes are important. I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to minimize or uh, discount those classes. They are important. But I also want to impress upon you the importance of neutralizing, uh, dissolving, disperse, not dispersing, but uh, rendering uh, harmless the anger itself. And so that's what this material, this process, this neutralizing does for us. It really neutralizes the underpinning, the things that that cause the outer, uh, the, man, the patterns and the things we're unhappy with in our outer reality. And that's what you can get from this. And so I never really, I don't think, explained it exactly like this. It, and I encourage you to listen over and over and over again as many times as you can. And don't, you don't have to listen to all the blurbs like this kind of stuff that I'm saying. You can skip right through, right to the healing itself and go through the amalgamation. Then you can just do the healing itself or you can put it on pause and you can use the pause thing at any point and start to release your own stuff, whatever comes up in your mind, because I'm not going to mention everything to, to on one show. Trust me, these things are so complex and there's so many underlying issues that are present for each difficulty we have in our life. And so, but this is an opportunity for you. If you did nothing else, if once a week you spend an hour 
doing this healing, it, it, it will have a tremendously positive effect upon your life. Uh, I, 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 I promise. <laughs> I promise it will. It may not change immediately the area that you want to change. Like you may not get the job, but you may immediately... Uh, for example, okay, that really wasn't what I wanted to say. You may still feel some fear, but you may get the job the next week because whatever fear you did release was enough to change the the sense that the people interviewing you uh, at the job uh, were picking up because that's what happens. It's all so much of, you know, we all feel in our gut. We know when we pe- meet people, oh, that's someone I really could be friends with or that's something about that person puts me off a lot of the reactions that that are happening in the interview situation for example is really energetic in nature and it's really operational um subconsciously so no matter what you say or what your your resume has on it uh, a lot of times it comes down to that energetic energetic the energetic business and so that's why you may um end up getting a job a week later not realizing that it has anything to do with the fear that you released in the show. I'm just giving you a stupid example maybe, but it's a real possibility. So I I really feel it's important to share that with you in so many words. I, I talk about it, I talk around it, but I haven't really said, do listen to this as much as you can. It's important to show up and to, and and um, not because I'm so great, but because this material, this, this technique is really powerful. It's profound. And the higher selves have led me to make the healings more in a more and more uh, profound way. There's a lot of depth that's going on now in these healings. And I'm sure it's the same with other healers out there. There's not just me, for sure. And there's some great people out there. I'm just can only talk for my stuff, and I know it's profound, and I know it has tremendous benefit, and so I'm just, you know, encouraging everybody. I'm really encouraging, and there'll be some weeks you just don't have time. Then one week maybe you can do three. It's not about being um, setting the bar so high that you just can't meet it, and then you think, oh well, I'm failing. You know, it's just about making the decision at that inner level. Okay. I'm going to help myself. This is a way that's handed to me. It's right. It's free. <laughs> I'm laying it out right at the at your feet, and I just can't encourage you enough. Okay. The other and the second thing that I want to say, and I've also never said this, is uh, because it's been my my second book is almost the editing is really almost finished. It should be finished maybe in a couple of weeks. I'm also taking a class on how to write a book proposal. And so what's coming up is, okay, my book is about to be finished. And I want to present it to, uh, you know, publisher. And one of the things all publishers do nowadays, guys, (laughs) because this is the thing, is they check the social media. Now, I've been very slow to to do the social media thing. And I've just made the decision maybe a, a month ago to really start to focus on it. And I haven't, you know, I've got a page or an account on most of the social media, but I don't utilize it very well yet. And so that's what I'm, you know, working toward in the next 
few weeks is to really start to actively use it and post things and all of that. But what's come up and what I want to say to you guys is if you feel to, and again, this is just putting it in your mind, not telling you what to do, because I would never do that. You know, I'm so busy trying not to tell anybody what to do that I don't even mention (laughs) things. But if I do, and when I do, because I'm going to present my book to a publisher, they're going to check the social media and see, do I get likes? Do I get followers? You know, do I get comments? Are people actively involved in what I'm sharing? And so I've never said, hey, guys, could you like something or comment on something or follow me? Could you do any of the above or all the above if you feel to? And I'm going to be going on Yelp. That's one I'm not on yet. So I think in the next couple of weeks I'll be on Yelp. And I invite all comments. And I'm not saying if you if you have a negative comment, you can't comment. I'm not afraid of the negative comments on Yelp because I would respond and I would either, you know, offer somebody something for free if if it's a negative comment about what what I've done in some way or I'd explain it. It, it would be an opportunity to explain some of this stuff because it's it is complex and every individual has different viewpoints, different reactions, different results, and it plays out in so many different ways. So even a negative comment, I can say, oh yeah, this is this doesn't necessarily mean that it hurt you because maybe somebody said, well, I think that you know because such and such happened. It must have been a bad thing for me, and then I can explain more what it might mean, and it, it can be an opportunity to uh, also to explain. And of course, the positive comments only draw others to listening to the show, to coming to the meetup, or whatever, so that. I can get this work out to more and more people. It's It breaks my heart, as I know you've heard me say, when I hear of somebody and I know how much they can be helped. You know, I think I talked about it with Robin Williams. He's a very public figure, so you hear about his what happened and all of that, and immediately we all empathize. And I go, maybe if I could get this work out to more and more people, uh, there would be less and less of that kind of coping mechanism where it becomes such despair that you lay aside the body. Because that's, that's what this work does. It's very powerful, and it can lift that. I have more than one client who's come to me um, you know, feeling like they're going to commit suicide, and it's moved past completely. Uh, It's just very powerful work, guys. So any comment that's positive gives hope for others. And so I, of course, invite that too. But it's up to anybody. And you can just say, eh, I didn't feel so much, no biggie. You know, that's fine too. (laughs) Um, You don't, there's no, it's only if you feel to say something and then whatever you say is absolutely perfect. I'm not expecting or pushing you to say anything. Okay. So those two things I had to get out because I need a platform other than having the groups every month or every having the radio show every every week, having private sessions, having written a, another book. I now have to show the social media platform, 
how am I doing on social media? And so far, because I never talk about it and I haven't really posted anything, I don't have much on the social media. Sure, I have some, which is so great and so appreciated, but I do hope to increase it so that by the time I do go to the publishers, I have a little more presence uh, presence in the Internet. Okay, so that's it. Share. Oh, yeah, share is another one. If there's something I post and you like it, you know, share <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, if you like it and if you want to. Again, no pressure. All right, so let's move on. I blabbered on about that enough. And what I want to do is talk, uh, is to do the healing today. And it's a request from Suzanne. Now, Suzanne has requested healings before. You might remember that name. And I love that she does because she always brings to the forefront real issues that many people, many people have. And this is a great one, a great one, because this is practically universal. And, you know, either we have, have this situation in our lives now or we have had it or we are very close to people who do have it or we foresee we're going to have it not too long in the future. So here's what it is. I'll read you the, her email to me. She sent the email. She said, I'm wondering if you have time to on a future show to help heal my grandmother. This past Saturday, she fell and broke her hip. While she, and while she was being prepared for surgery, she had a heart attack. They did surgery both on her hip and her heart and found blood clots in the primary arteries leading to her heart, uh, one artery in the back and one in the front of the heart. And before the heart attack, they had given her vitamin K to thicken her blood, and my uncle thinks that that might have contributed to the heart attack. Now, that's certainly a possibility. My guess is she might have been on something like Coumadin. That's what I guess. Um, and then they wanted to thick, thicken the blood before the surgery. So it could very well have had, a, had an effect. I don't know, but often there's a balancing act. You know, one thing would be good for something here, but it puts something else at risk. We know that's true. But in any case, she says right now she's stable, but they have put her to sleep until her oxygen levels look better. Been now, okay, so that's one issue. That's the issue of the elderly, okay, ha- coming to places, a place in their lives where it's difficult and they have problems. They have health problems. They have uh, mobility problems, all of that. And we all have parents. We all have grandparents and aunts and uncles and in-law parents, et cetera, et cetera. We all have the elderly in our lives in some way. And they may be very healthy now, but down the line they may not be. So this is a very important thing. I want to address the elderly issues in this healing. Now understand, even if you're not elderly, you carry, as we all carry, elderly issues. And if you remember a while back, I did a healing on Aging, uh, aging issues and illness issues, and they intertwine because a lot of the illness issues, of course, can be tied with elderly, uh, the moving into those later years. So uh, again, we're going to be working. I'm going to be working the healing. I don't know where the higher selves are going to take the healing. I'm leaving it up to them now. <laughs> they used to give me previews of coming attractions, but they don't do it much anymore even when I ask. So I've not been asking too much lately, uh, but every once in a while I ask. But in any case, I'm not sure where they're going to 
leave me on this, but the the aging population is very much a present reality and will continue to be. So we need to, why not address it now? And this is a great opportunity, and I thank Suzanne. Now, Suzanne goes on to say, it's been hard in the whole family, but my mom is the only one not working now, and so she's expected to stay nights at the hospital during the week. Suzanne says, I work, and so does my aunt and uncle, but I worry about my mom having to shoulder this burden alone. I feel a little guilty at myself for not being able to take some night shifts, but I know that it wouldn't be good for me to be tired for work. Mainly, I feel bad that my mom is the only one who is expected to stay nights. My uncle stayed on the night on Saturday night, and he's offered to do a, a night shift during the week, but he would have to cancel work the next day. So that's an issue, too. The caregiver, the caregiver issue, not enough caregivers in the family to go around and have a balanced kind of situation. And then the the feelings of guilt and frustration for not being able to be there more, uh, dealing with the realities of life that don't allow you the time or the energy, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, that is so difficult for caregivers. So, I know there are many of you out there that either are caregivers, have been, or expect to be in the future, and certainly we know dozens of people who are caregivers. This is very, very common. So this is the second issue, is the issue for the caregivers and how to deal with the the limits that life hands you. She needs somebody at night to make sure she's okay at night, and there's only one person that can do it during the week. And that's very hard on that person. So these are very real issues. Okay, she says she hopes her grandmother will recover soon, but she's also worried that her grandmother will resist the rehab process and that it would be like the past summer when her grandfather fell. Well, she didn't go into the details about her grandfather, but maybe she told me ages ago, I don't remember. But that can happen, you know. It it can make... It's hard. Rehab is darn hard. It takes a lot of energy and determination. And with the elderly, they just may not have the motivation to do the rehab for whatever reason. It just takes too much out of them. They don't have the strength. It's too painful. Uh, They've given up. That could be a big part of it. They move into kind of a depression and they've given up and just don't want to deal. We don't know, but that's also part of the elderly situation is that not everybody, not everybody anytime when they get injured or have need rehab is, you know, some people show resistance whether they're elderly or not. But the the issue is that I think those who have gotten to a certain stage in life it's probably more prevalent. And so she doesn't want her grandmother not to, to be resistant, to to not put her her effort and her and be motivated to do it. So that's another part of the um, elderly issue. So okay. Now I just want to say I I have a really great friend who I've known for thirty five years and she's Australian. She used to live here, but she moved back to Australia, I don't know, 14 or 15 years ago. She is coming through town. Her daughter still lives here. 
So she went to visit her daughter, and she's on her way back to Australia. And I get to spend two days with her. Very exciting, because I've only seen her a couple times, three times maybe in the last ten or twelve years. So we don't, and you know, usually for an afternoon to have two full days is <laughs> really great. We were best best friends, and <clears throat> so I have to leave early because I have to pick her up at the airport. So. Uh, I'm going to do the healing right through the end, see how far we get, and I probably have to leave around 12. I have to finish and be signed off by 1210. Of course, I probably will go over if I don't think to look at the clock, but anyway, (laughs) um, we'll just do as much as we can. All right. First, I want to thank everyone, as always, for being listeners, just in case I don't get time at the end. And I also want to give you my email again. It's Janet at janetrichmond.com. The, I also, you can get to my website, by the way, at higherselfvoice.com. Both of those get you right to my website. It's higherselfvoice.com and janetrichmond.com. Oh, I also want to say I have two Facebook presences. One is my personal Facebook, Janet Richmond, and the other is a Higher Self Voice. And that's my you know, my career one, my business one, so to speak. So I encourage you guys to, to ask to be a follower or a friend or whatever it is or join or I, I'm not sure how it all works because I'm not that active on it. But trust me, the minute you ask, <laughs> as soon as I see it, you will, um, you for sure will be part of it. Okay, enough. So let's go on to do the healing right now. Of course, I think you all know the... You know the deal, and I want you, and I'm assuming that you're all sitting in somewhere comfortable if you're listening live, and if you're listening to the archive, you're also comfortable. And I'm just asking that we take, each, all of us take a deep breath, calm the mind, uh, bring that focus of attention. I'm just getting some water here. Bring that focus of attention in. You can just listen to my voice. Being aware of what's going on around you because we bear, we rarely live in a life that there isn't some sort of electronic noise or uh, animal barking or uh, cars going by or people talking. So that can just go on and be in the background. But I want you to focus on my voice and bring that mind's eye in right here, right now, and begin to focus, using that focus of attention on the now moment. And I do see the now moment, and it was very interesting. We are all on that rim of that wheel. This has become sort of the the symbol of the show, I guess. And I saw the now moment begin right in where the hub normally is, and I saw it ripple out and encompass the totality of all the individuals, all the listeners, past, present, and future, that are present on the rim of this wheel. Very exciting. And it, I mean, it's a whole new visual. And it's just as if all of our focus of attention just activated the now moment. And we're all standing within this now moment together. We're joined in one accord. And now, because many of you uh, know this this thing, this where we go next, many of you are expanding the now moment and it's already moving into becoming the forever now moment. And it is moving to encompass the totality of all of our past nows, 
from the moment in time there where we were minerals all the way to the future nows um, to encompass the totality of all that we are at the soul level. And there is so much of our soul that, that we may not be aware of as yet, but it doesn't matter that we know the forever now moment knows and it is expanding to include the totality of all the complete soul process of each and every individual that are that past, present and future listeners that are partaking or participating in this healing. Now, we are also going to use that focus of attention to activate that pure soul essence. We've created the forever now moment. We're activating now our own pure soul essence light, that symbolic sunlight that we all carry. And I'm asking that we uh, utilize that focus and expand the light so that the light fills the forever now moment. What it's really doing is it's it's expanding in through and around the totality of your soul mind and the totality of your body at every not just this body here, but every single body, past, present, and future that you have and had and will have. So it is encompassing the totality of all of who we are, this light, and because we're all doing it in that way, the light is filling the forever now moment. It is also joining us in one accord. We're all standing in one accord within this divine light energy, remembering that the pure soul essence is from the originating source of all there is. It is divine in nature. We have just, by focusing on it, invited it in to participate and to do the very powerful work that it does today uh, during these healings. And it is everything. It's our purest and most perfect and most potent point of power. This light is so important to us, and this is how we utilize it. We first become aware we have it, then that we have to invite it in, and then we become aware, too, that we need the focus of attention so that as the turn-on switch to allow it to move right in and do what it's going to do for us today. Okay, so now... I want everyone to become aware that we are calling in, inviting in the amalgamation with the originating source of all there is. We're doing this in a conscious manner because this is our guarantee that the energy, the healing, the the, the information, everything is coming from the very highest level. Now, it can't move in from that highest level without being de-intensified because it would kill us off. So when we invite it in, it is de-intensified down, 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 the various frequency levels, and then it moves in for each and every one of us at the very highest level that we can tolerate without hurting or harming us. So there is no harm. There is no hurt. It can't in any way, shape, or form do anything for us that we that isn't in our highest ideal. And But it's our guarantee that we're always working at that highest level. It also, because I see it and the higher selves have introduced the idea that when we invite in the originating source, we are also inviting in this womb energy, W-O-M-B energy, like a, a womb, a woman's womb that, you know, gives 
birth to the child, this womb energy that we um, become encased in is a, it's one of the divine energies, but it's like this huge resource of this energy, which is creative life force energy. And I call it the womb of originating source because it is this energy that gave birth to the universe, uh, known and unknown, the galaxies and the planets and all of that, because this energy carries the desire, this intense innate desire to create, to become, to express, to manifest, to give birth to. And so this womb energy, by moving into this huge resource, it is facilitating and aiding this healing at a very profound level to not only uh, not so not so not only are we going to be neutralizing and and rendering harmless a lot of those energies that I talked about earlier but it is going to move in and give birth to us at, and the do the empowerment to bring us that empowered us uh, to create that to give birth to that so it's going to be working simultaneously with the dissolving. And as we're dissolving and neutralizing simultaneously, we are being empowered by this, not just this creative life force energy. That is working with all the other divine energies to do magic for us, <laughs> to create that, that inner strength and that inner connection and that inner uh, health and understanding and expanded viewpoint and everything so it's it's working two sides and it's working throughout every time i talk about an issue it is going to pull on every single experience we've had in our lives for example that have to do with either being elderly or being a caregiver or being whatever so it is healing the totality it's addressing the total from the totality of who we are it may not get down to every level, but that's okay because whatever it does, whatever levels we neutralize, each individual is going to neutralize whatever they're ready to let go of. Whatever we do is permanent. And so the next time we work on it, we're dealing with even lower levels. So it's just a constant progress. There's You never go backwards. So there is more and more and more steps forward the more we do the work. Okay, so now we're going to begin. Uh, okay, I got to have a little more water, just a sec. I see what's active now is the. Uh, we have. We're all on this rim. We're all held in this forever now moment. This gigantic. I've described it a lot of times in other shows. I don't need to do it here. And right at the center, you remember I talk about the hub, and often there's something on the hub. What I'm seeing, which is very interesting, and I'm seeing, um, of course, consciously I'm going to call on that rainbow bridge energy that not only connects us at the chakra levels, but it also creates the bridge, which are from each of us to the hub, and it's as if there's a spokes and the energies are moving back and forth all the time on these spokes. So what I'm seeing now is uh, back and forth to and from the hub is what I'm trying to say. What I'm seeing now is this this pulling. The, the elderly issue now is sitting right on the hub, and it's pulling 
the issues from all of us and from all of our lives. And so we have right on the hub is a conglomerate elderly issue. Now, I'm just one person and I can't talk in a huge amount of detail, but what the higher selves do is they provide me with a conglomerate symbol that allows me to start to move into the patterns. I get threads that uh, will address from each and every one of you. Now, I'm just gonna give one little moment here if any of you have uh, anybody you want to put on the rim of the wheel, you can call them in. Um, okay, so there are new people arriving. They are moving in. They will be fully amalgamated. They're fully present in the forever now moment. The higher selves are facilitating all of this, and they too will be standing with the uh, amalgamated with the, the or activating the rainbow bridge energy so i'm seeing now just this sort of it's massive in size only because there's so much energy present but it doesn't mean that it's as massive for each of us but it is massive in size and it just looks like someone who's very very old now suzanne's mom okay i mean not mom her grandmother Well, she, this is very sweet. She's she's standing right beside this image I have, and she's saying, please, uh, I know that by helping me, you can be helping others. And she's giving me permission to just put my focus of attention on the conglomerate because she knows uh, the higher selves are certainly helping uh, with her understanding, I believe. But she does know, and this is probably very much at the soul level. She knows that by working on the conglomerate, I am directly working on her as well. But she is sharing the space on the hub. And I'm I'm just going to have the higher self help me at any time if I need to move my focus of attention over to her. But what is coming up, I'm seeing the image of someone very very old, very bent over, you know, a lot of aches and pains. Uh, on, I see this person on a cane, but it's just symbolic. It could be a walker or a wheelchair. It's just symbolic. I can't have all of the things part of the symbol, but it is definitely a symbol of someone who is um, suffering. There's suffering here, and that's the first thing that I'm going to begin to work on. Is I want to have the have us all send down our rainbow bridges, just tremendous amount of light, of healing light, healing energy, whatever is needed. And uh, I want to say like an analgesic or anesthetic, you know, some sort of energy that's going to help with the pain. And I do, I see the, oh, wow, you guys are great. I'm seeing the tremendous amount of light moving in and it's moving in through and around her physical body and it's going right to i see light going to the joints the hips the back the neck uh just all of the these areas of you know arthritic and and um you know old injuries things that have gotten worse you know you've dealt with the injury all right you might have a limp but now 
when you're elderly, the limp is turned into you, you need a crutch on that side or you need the cane or you need the walker. It's, it's intensified because of age. And so what's going on is it's almost this electric energy I'm seeing just going in and neutralizing the suffering and the causes of the suffering, the aches and the pains, the, all of the, um, the various parts of the body. It's very body-oriented, the energy right now. But, of course, we know it's going to be working on um, the energetics too, the the despair, the the uh, the upset, the frustrations because you're not because you're feeling pain. It's no fun living with something painful in your life every single day. So there is also energy working on the the emotional component, the the despair, the upset, the, the anger, the frustration, the bitterness. The bitterness, the resentment, just resenting, feeling like the body is is betraying you, uh, all of that. There's just there's a lot of bitterness here and a lot of resentment, and, ooh, I'm kind of surprised. The resentment is really deep, really deep, and okay, I'm getting a little bit more on the resentment. Okay, a lot of lives, guys, where we've been elderly for whatever reason. We have not had help and support from family members or from some, usually family members, that we expect to give it to us. So there's an expectation often that we've moved into older age expecting to get help that we didn't get. And this has given birth to tremendous amount of bitterness and tremendous amount of resentment. Now, I want everyone to keep sending the light in. We want to work on the bitterness and the resentment big time and it's understandable often there were you know just the people who were supposed to help were unable to help and so but still there was bitterness and resentment sometimes people purposely didn't help because maybe they were already bitter and resentful because the parent didn't do very well by them or something i mean i'm making it up but this is just a lot of bitterness and resentment going on here, and I really want all of us to start to neutralize it. And I am tuning in to the grandmother. She definitely had her share. Everybody does. So she is, uh, it, it feels freeing to her. I'm picking up specifically for her a sense of relief because she, um, you know, it's not, nobody really wants to feel bitterness and resentful. Nobody feels good about themselves when they feel that way, or for the most part, they don't. But because it's present, it's and and if you are already, you know, if you're not that aware, if you haven't done a lot of uh, seeking and searching in your life for whatever reason, you may not really grasp too much about it, or that you can do something about it, or or anything. And so you just sit in it. We get stuck in it but just because we don't know better we haven't been shown that there's a way to get rid of it and her your grandmother Suzanne I'm telling you she is loving this she really is thrilled to be getting rid of some of this she um I don't know how she was in life I don't know if she ever re- presented it in life in her actual life but even if she was never showed any kind of resentment or anger or bitterness or anything she was carrying it and 
sometimes we repress these things. Sometimes it's not PC to be that way. And, and so we repress them and it may not be manifested, but I wouldn't be surprised if occasionally she does. And, you know, whatever she says um, makes others feel guilty <coughs> and like they haven't done what they should, uh, what they ought to. And But she didn't really like it. She didn't like that part of herself. So she's very, very, very happy. There's a tremendous sense of relief. Now, if I go back to the um, the symbol, the symbol, too, has a smile on its face because the... Okay, because there is actually, there is a connection, interestingly enough, between the resentment and the bitterness and the aches and pains. Uh, the aches and pains validate to the person feeling it, the, the sometimes, not always, but in enough situations that, that it's coming up, validates the person, well, it's I was right to be bitter because, look, I've got all these aches and pains and nobody's doing anything about it. So it's kind of a validating factor and they feed off one another. So if you feel you're right, you only empower the aches and pains. And it's kind of a two-way street. It's a, it's a circle. It's a you know self-fulfilling prophecy. And so what's happening is we release the and neutralize as all this neutralizing is going on about the bitterness and the resentment. And the feelings of betrayal, betrayal from others and betrayal of the body, betrayal of life, betrayal of, okay, here's one, God. God betrayed me. I did everything I was supposed to do, and look what's happened now. I'm old, I'm decrepit, and no one is caring for me. Why did you, why do I have that, I, you know? And so there's a feeling of betrayal from whatever the higher power is and whatever life. Uh, someone felt so there's all sorts of betrayal going on here and that I'm really and that has a lot of heartache involved with it a lot of emotional pain uh, really coming out and despair and upset because betrayal it feels so personal it hits it's like a knife right in the heart and then it gets twisted around over and over again. It is so personal. It I was betrayed. You know, I'm the one that was betrayed. It wasn't my neighbor or wasn't if it's somebody removed from you, if you can be upset about it, but when it happens to you, it's personal and it has a huge imprint. And that's what I'm feeling right now. A lot of betrayal from many different levels. And so all the betrayal factors are being neutralized. Not just Betrayal by God or betrayal by a loved one or betrayal by a child or a spouse or whatever. All levels of betrayal are being worked on right now. And I just feel the light pulsing into all parts of the forever now moment. I'm seeing it really move in. And it just acts kind of like those. I know I use this silly analogy like smart bombs where it locks into its target and then it just goes right for it. And that's what this light is doing. It's moving into, right now I see it really dealing throughout our journey, throughout the soul process, past, present, and future. It's moving into the betrayal patterns. And then all of the pain and the suffering, a lot of emotional pain here, real, real deep hurt and despair, um, really, uh, really deep. So I want to just watch this for just another few minutes because it's it's really significant and it's and I want to just watch the 
process with the conglomerates symbol C. What I feel is that the 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 creative life force type energy is moving in here as well, and it's it's beginning to build and develop the the own the self love. There is a lot of need for self love and also self forgiveness. Now, the only forgiveness that that's ever needed in this journey that we're on in the human kingdom is self forgiveness. That's where we all need to go. So what's happening now is there's energy to neutralize the self-blame, the self-hatred, the lack of self-love in whatever way it looks. And it's also now moving in to build uh, on whatever we already carry. It's building on the proper self-love and the proper self-forgiveness. And so the energy is also working on all the the times where we blamed ourselves, the times where it's our fault, we shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only, you know, I had done this. And we have just so many times where we've done that and we've pulled down the self-blame. And so all of that self-blame, it's interesting because I do feel I need to move on to the caregiver and it's the perfect uh, segue point, but I'm not quite finished with the elderly here. Uh, but I'm, I, I do need to. It, it will be the segue to the caregivers. But just one second before I go there, I do want to go back quickly to Suzanne's grandmother. We did not work overtly on the rest of the elderly patterns. We worked on I, I, what just came up were the aches and pains, and I felt it to be more joint-oriented and old injury-oriented. But I want to now actively and use the conscious focus of attention to work on the other aspects of the physical body, the other aging aspects. One is, uh, which has been very important to um, Suzanne's grandmother, is the, the the loss of the calcium and the bone in the bone, and the also the circulatory system regarding the heart. Now there are many many elderly issues. The higher selves in this conglomerate have brought in all of those. So even though I'm only saying the loss of bone density and the problems with you know getting clogged arteries and and heart attacks and all of that, even though I'm only saying that. Please understand that when you listen to this again, pause it and do all the other ones that you are aware of. You know, the loss of hormones, the, you know, difficulties with enzymes, whatever. So, you know, loss of brain function. So what we want to do is I need to do this for Suzanne's mom, but but know that it's it's helping all levels of the physical body. But I want to focus briefly on Suzanne, not mom, her grandmother. I want to focus briefly on her grandmother. But as I see the energy of the grandmother, it's also active in the the conglomerate symbol. Um, okay. I see kind of rotor-rooter kind of energy going on, and it's really helping to uh, symbolically, that little scrubbing bubble, scrubbing the the whole circulatory system, all of the veins and arteries, trying to cleanse the the plaques and the deposits and the the things that have been just laid down over the lifetime that 
means that the circulation is not really as healthy and as good as she needs it to be so that she has the energy to do the rehabilitation. She has the energy and, you know, that the nutrition and the, the oxygen can get everywhere. So we're doing little scrubbing bubbles here all through the her circulatory system. It's moving into the lung area, the respiratory system as well, because they work very closely together. Um, I'm also seeing uh, some plasma energy moving into the bone structure to... I think you guys remember plasma becomes whatever whatever it needs to become. It's kind of like a stem cell energy. And so it's moving into the bones and becoming uh, and laying down more uh, whatever the bones are made of, the calcium, whatever. And it's, uh, it doesn't make a mistake. So it's not going to move, go in and make teeth when it really needs to make bone. You know what I'm saying. It's not going to make a mistake. It's a divine energy. And I do feel it really uh, moving into the hip area to strengthen uh, that broken hip uh, and to facilitate the rehabilitation with a hip and also to prevent any future problems from another fall. Um The grandmother is just completely full with light. I want to switch back now to the symbol. And I feel like this very, very important shift is taking part in the symbol. The old, decrepit-looking picture I got with a person on the cane, they're now standing up straight, this conglomerate symbol, that's why I'm saying they, or it is staying up, standing up straight, the spine is straight, The uh, I can feel much more vitality, much more uh, energy, and much more willingness to greet the day. In other words, there's kind of an excitement and a, and a uh, anticipation of the new, of what's left in their lives and looking forward to it instead of dreading it, it there's an anticipation of oh wow now I can enjoy the rest of my life so this has been very powerful healing for and I hope for all of you who have this right now in your lives that there is some significant or um, at least some shift somewhere so you can see that things are going and happening and moving. So, but you can also go back, continue to do the healing, as I said, put the pause button on. Okay, so that hub, that at healing on the elderly and on Suzanne's grandmother is moving to the side, and that is continuing. That work is continuing. The good news is we can do two things at once, we can do 18 things at once, and right now I have a new hub, and the new hub, guys, is the caregiver hub. And boy, it was as if I saw, I don't know how many people just jump right on the hub. I, <laughs> I got symbolic people this time rather than a conglomerate symbol, but it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. And there is so much common commonality with caregiving. And luckily, the society today is more and more sensitive to the caregiver issues um, there are more and more there are more and more help out there, but but it doesn't mean that the caregivers still don't go through this tremendous amount of emotional upheaval. Okay, so the first thing that I want to that's coming up for us to neutralize is first of all. 
the pain that the caregivers feel, the sorrow for the empathy for the person there or people they're taking care of. Because at the foot of all of it is that you care and love the this person you love life, whether it's an elderly person or whether it's a child that needs caregiving or a friend, your next door neighbor who has no one else. You care about those people. So right right away what I feel is emotional pain at a despair, so to speak, because the loved one, whoever it is, it, it's so painful for you to watch them go through whatever issues they're going through. So right now I want to first address the pain and the suffering, the heart, heart, the pain in the heart. And I feel, uh, I'm seeing all the people on the, the hub that are caregivers are or whoever have been or ever will be, I mean, it's a huge hub, guys. Um, there, it's like light has gone right to the heart, symbolic heart of each of these, each each of you on there. And you know, I, I see myself on there too. I, I don't. Ha- I'm not a caregiver yet, but I I could be in the future, uh, and I'm sure I have been in prior lifetimes. So right now, I'm seeing this beautiful light, and it's like a beautiful symbolic heart that is just pulsing right at the heart level and it's sending in light to um it it keeps the the love and the connection alive but it's neutralizing the hurt the upset the stress the panic because that's another thing the stress and the panic the worry the devastation oh my gosh uh not only will it change your life but you can't imagine life without that person there if they're terminal or something. So there's all sorts of work being done by the symbolic heart just pulsing throughout the totality of all the hearts on here. Now, the other issue is guilt. Um, But it's not just guilt, okay. I'll start with guilt, but it's more than that. So let's just start with guilt. There is a tremendous amount of guilt that caregivers feel. They, you know, whoever they're caring for is grumpy or or, um, mean or uh, attacks you or uh, just never seems to be able to get comfortable or never is happy. And we take on this tremendous amount of responsibility for their emotional and physical and psychological uh, beingness. Okay, we take on that responsibility. They can't do it for themselves, We, the thought goes. So we are responsible. And then guess what? When they are grumpy, when they're just a mess and they're angry or they're crying or they're whatever, it's just the guilt because we want to take away all of that, but we can't. As hard as we try, it's... um. It's a. It's very difficult. We're not responsible for other people's responses or emotions. We want to be responsible. We want to help, but we we can't control other people's responses. No matter how hard, no matter what words we use, no matter what we say, no matter how much love we give them, no matter how much uh, let's say we do massage to try to help alleviate some of their cramps or whatever, no matter how much we do, it's never going to feel like enough. And so we always, we have a tendency to go to the guilt. It's our fault. And I really, okay, 
Now, what has just happened to the symbol here is that around the the beautiful, and I saw it as sort of this beautiful red loving heart, that first symbol within each of us, there's now another layer going around the heart, and it seems to be yellow, okay? And this yellow seems to carry self-forgiveness and and self and understanding of the situation it care well okay okay there's yellow and blue there's all sorts of colors i don't know normally see colors this is so interesting um but but whatever the colors are, are and whatever they mean i see what there it's pulsing through the totality of the soul process of all the caregivers and interestingly enough some of the elderly current elderly have been caregivers they're also on this hub Okay, because we carry always carry both sides. We've we've experienced it all, guys. So what's happening is that the these other colors, whatever they carry, are beaming out to help dissolve and neutralize guilt, uh, lack of for, self forgiveness, um, so all the self blame issues all of the the misunderstandings and misconceptions around being responsible in areas that we can't be clearly if we need to feed somebody because they don't they can't feed themselves yes we're responsible for that but there are other arenas and and the lines get blurred so often there's other areas where we aren't responsible as much as we want to be responsible we want to make them happy if they're not happy we aren't really responsible. We we make the attempt in whatever way to help, but but bottom line, each soul is choosing its own emotional reactions. So that's the that's the difficulty, and it's very blurred and it's very hard to understand that it isn't our fault when somebody is just a mess and you know uh, not feeling good. So we. I'm seeing that light, those multiple lights beaming out from the heart too. And it, I mean, it's like they're surrounding the heart. So I see beautiful yellow and beautiful blue and beautiful, you know, the red. And of course, the white is always a part of it. And so it's just pulsing out through the totality of each of those souls that are on the hub, the totality of the soul process, the totality of everything. And it's just, Clearing, cleansing, disarming, uh, balancing, harmonizing, bringing in understanding, bringing in clarity, bringing in a sense of wholeness. And of course, simultaneously, we do get that beautiful energy that is giving birth to us at a higher, more uh, serene level, more um, self-accepting level. There's a lot more self-acceptance here. And I feel just in general a, a, a tremendous amount of um, serenity moving in through and around. Now, okay, there's the last thing I want to work on, and then I have to run off, is the idea of the, the feeling of being trapped. And this is very, very normal, and it can be trapped in many other many ways. It can be feeling trapped because I'm take, have to take care of someone. I have no free time. It can be trapped. I want to give all my time to that person, but I'm trapped because I have to make money, so I have a job to go to, or I'm trapped because I have 
three little kids at home, you know, two in diapers, and I, I don't have a lot of extra time to leave the home. I can't hire somebody. There's no money. So there's a whole bunch of traps that we have experienced, we are experiencing, or we could experience, and or and for sure we have in the past, in past lives. So what we're doing here, guys, is we want to work on the trapped feeling. Because once we experience the feeling of being trapped over and over again, it starts to create blinders. It starts to create, it's like it puts out a neon sign saying, I am trapped. And then all the situations and conditions come in that make us feel trapped. We just draw it in. And so what we want to do is we want to reduce, we want to neutralize all that all that sense of being trapped for whatever the cause is, direct or indirect, all that feeling of being trapped. And, uh, you know, so we can move from feeling like in a cage and we want to see the light neutralizing the symbolic bars, neutralizing all of that uh, that surrounds us. And we watch as the, the thing, the traps just start to melt away. Now, everybody's traps will be slightly different. Some will be common. Some are very common. We have all of them, and others will be individual or unique. And it doesn't matter, but symbolically, I'm seeing the bars being released. Now, what's good about this is it allows solutions, opportunities, and possibilities to come in to help alternative uh, things will come in that we never thought of or we thought we couldn't afford or we thought this, we thought that. And so these traps are being neutralized. It does, And also what's being helped is the viewpoint. Instead of seeing it like a trap, it doesn't carry the weight of the despair because part of those bars, part of that trap feeling is the despair, the giving up hope, the hopelessness that there is anything you can do about it, that you are trapped, you are doomed, and the next 10 years or the next one year or the next week or whatever it is, is now, you know, you're doomed. You can't help it. There's all that hopelessness that's there, and you just can't see it any other way. You're looking through a very narrow lens, like glasses or something, um, and you're just, all you can see, it's tunnel vision. All you can see is you are trapped. Now, when we work on the traps and all those emotional issues, all the doom and gloom, all the, uh, I'm watching that tunnel vision start to dissolve away. Our whole vision and viewpoint and approach, approaches change. Our viewpoints change. I mean, it's so great, guys. You're doing a great job, but that's what happens. It's not only that you can bring in people to help, but your whole viewpoint about the situation itself begins to go through a, a series of shifts. And uh, uh, just to give you one example, there was someone I know who uh, whose mother fell and she was in a rehabilitation facility and she was calling him every single day and he felt trapped because he had to go visit her every day there was nobody else and she was taken care of but she had nobody that was coming to see her and so uh, he couldn't do his job he was feeling so trapped but what happened he did a little of this work he began to love the time with her he began to make connections and uh, get to know her in a way that he never did as a son you know it was the mother 
son issue all the time and all of those kind of things. But she, he got to know her as an individual, individual to individual. And she died a few months later, and it was the, it turned out to be the most joyous time in his life because his whole viewpoint changed about that trap. And so this is what I'm talking about. It's, it, it's going to open up a whole other arenas in your life. I'm still feeling a lot of pain and suffering. This whole trap thing is pretty big. Unfortunately, I do have to end. So I want to encourage everyone to listen to this again and sit, pause it at some point, and just keep releasing all this feeling about trapped because it's it's painful. And it also would affect your life in other ways. You might feel trapped in a job. I mean, the feeling of being trapped is in every arena of life. You might feel trapped with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You might feel trapped in a uh, in a place where you're living because all the neighbors, all your the people that live by you, are noisy and loud and messy and smelly or whatever. You know, you might feel trapped for any number of reasons. So by working on this trap. You are helping yourself. You are absolutely helping yourself. So I encourage you to release all this feeling of trapped. And yeah, the higher selves are indicating that the healing is winding down. Uh, the time, unfortunately, is up because I could have gone for another long time, I think, on this one. Um, two really significant issues, uh, two very, very powerful healings really profound a lot of stuff was shifted the um the pulsing heart thing is still ongoing uh the higher selves are encasing everybody with a kind of energy a kind of cocoon and they are going to continue to process and help with the healing uh and to help you guys acclimate i look forward to hearing back from somebody uh hopefully anybody who wants to respond um or, you know, comment, because uh, my heart goes out to each and every one of you, whether you're the elderly person or the caregiver, it doesn't matter. It is, um, it's part of, you know, part of the human condition. And so we want to work to facilitate as much as we can the difficulties with either side and with both sides. Whew, okay. Well, I'm going to say goodbye. I wish everyone a wonderful week. Um, it, please email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com anytime with comments, questions, um, requests for healings. And I want to thank Suzanne very much. I hope that her grandmother is going to start to do better and will recover and will um, move move forward in the uh, the process of recovery and rehabilitation. All right. So I love you all. I really do. And I thank you all for, for this opportunity for this show. Okay. Okie dokie. Till next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices. Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.